welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, Snacks is back. Hey! Oh my god, I was gonna go again. <laughs> so, cheers today. I mean, this week, I was the picker of the drink. The snacks drink of the week. Yeah, we're sipping with snacks. Um, so, it was just called Pink Whitney Limeade Drink, but we changed it to Pink Whitney Snacks Aid. And the reason we're drinking Pink Whitney. Is because Brie already had some. Yeah. So you gotta go with what you got. Yeah. So it's Pink Whitney. It was supposed to be limeade, but that sounded too sweet for us, so we just did lime juice. Mm-hmm. And then we were supposed to put Sprite in it, which also sounded too sweet for us, so we used lemon seltzer water. And then we put some raspberries in there mm-hmm. for a little color. And a little lime wedge for garnish but you know it's honestly like it's pretty good i feel like this is a vodka soda's like flirty sister yeah because it just has vodka soda vibe but like just like a little extra extra something the pink of it all you know um all right how the hell are you whatever (gasps) why I just am. What I don't. We're here for you. Oh, I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, I'll tell you. I mean, it's just like, I why I don't want to work every day, oh, all day, yeah. and like if you don't, then you don't have money, so you just have to. And that like sometimes I think a little too hard about that. And yeah. Like, how much time do I have to give to this job? All I have to do a good job every day. Yeah. It's it's hard out like, there. Leave So, more. <laughs> I'm 
you know, it's my part of my New Year's resolution is to feel my feelings. And yeah, I tell him that, and it's not it's not feeling good, but it's it's that working. I'm doing better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing better. She I, is doing like, better. Am I okay? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't say yes. Can't say no. Am I having a damn good time? One hundred percent. Always, always having a good time. <laughs> I'm just Maddie is I feel like the sky time. is gonna fall soon, and I'm scared for that. You're gonna have a cleanup on aisle seven Oof. any day, you know? Oh my god! You've been on the real up lately, and so it's only natural that a cleanup on aisle seven is coming. For those of you who haven't been listening to Snacks from the beginning, let me just give you a little vocab lesson. Clean up on aisle seven means you're going to cry. You're going to cry. It refers to a time when I ran out of the Mariano's crying because I didn't have the right pistachio flour that we needed for our macaroons. Because she was holding in all her feelings for a lot of days, and then the pistachio flour just... Over the edge, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. That's called clean up on all seven. Yeah. So now I feel like I haven't had to cry since the new year started, but I feel like when I do have to cry, I will. Hopefully, I will. I will, hopefully I cry. will cry. I'll cry right now. I Actually, I won't. Shout out Pink Whitney. That sounded probably. No, it sounded good. I did um, something slutty. What? Yesterday. We drink so much wine, and you know how red wine gets to me. So I was talking to this guy. We did Burger King. (laughs) We had Burger King and red wine as the classy gals we are. I mean, I mean, we were in the Gold Coast. Yeah, we were hinkies up, wealthy adjacent. We are wealthy. We are wealthy adjacent. I would say we aren't there yet ourselves. We're not. Down there, though. We're we're moving on up. You know what? I know we're in the right spot. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. (laughs) We don't live in a building with a doorman yet, but we do hang out in buildings that have doormen. So I feel like that means something, you know? But red wine, if you don't know this about me, man, it's like I take a sip and it goes straight to my brain and it's like, sexy. These other bitches don't have shit on you. You're so hot. And then I take another sip, and he goes straight to my vagina, and she's like, I'm hungry. So it's dangerous territory for me. I think I literally become a predator. I'm like, on the prowl. Oh, oh, you mean? I'm just like, ready. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to this guy, and honestly, it was like medium flirty. Not flirty enough for me to take it to the level that I did, but... The red wine was like, someone's going to do it. He wants it. <laughs> he did want it, eventually, you know, after I did it. So we're talking, like, just like, yeah, how was your day? Blah, blah, stupid. And I was sitting, actually, right here on this couch, and I was, like, listening to music, and I was like, I'm just, like, not quite sleepy enough to lay in my bed in the dark yet, you know? Yeah. And so Oh, my I, God, I was such a sleepy, tired girl when I got home. Really? I, like, feel like I got in there. I needed to, like, wind down. Like, you know, oh, I was wrong, so. 
I wasn't. So, like I said, I like I listened to slow music after I dropped you off. Oh, see, that's what I was doing. I was listening to like the chill tunes, and I was like, just like, let's lay here. Let's like check social media, whatever, and talk to this man. And I fully, I'm not exaggerating, took such an amazing selfie. Not a nude. And she didn't send it to me. I sent her all of I my know, I'm sorry. You would have loved it. It was truly, my makeup just looked really good. And, like, there's a light, like, literally right above us. And so the light was hitting right. I was just looking really, like, the makeup was minimal, but so good. It. I know. Out next time. I won't forget. And I literally wrote, went for the extra glass tonight. Really, really vibing with how I look right now, and I thought you would agree. I like flat out was like, I think I look good as fuck, and I think that you would agree. That's cute. He did agree, but that was just like really aggressive. I love it. It was Wednesday, like whatever. <laughs> it wasn't like overtly oh, slutty. It was um very forward. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he didn't complain. Forward's better than backward. You know? There's broccoli in my teeth. Sorry for... We had broccoli for dinner because we are... Yeah. You see, I'm emaciated. Look at me. That was a big word. Smart. You got the smarts. All right. Lead us in. I don't want to. Why? It's, none of it's good. It needs to be said, though, so let's do it. <laughs> Are you ready for the top three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kanye and Pete. I'm sorry. So, as Pete came back to social media, okay, he had, um, you know, his Instagram, he got up to, um, I think, 2 million followers, or like, I'm not one of them. Oh, I was. He posted, he got up to 2 million, or when I looked last, it was 1.9, so I have to imagine he hit 2 because I didn't check it, like, for one day. But 1.9 million followers in, like, three days, or two days, I think. He posted one post. When I looked at it, it had, like, a couple hundred thousand likes. Like, it was doing pretty well. And then Kanye West was, you know, very triggered by Pete re-entering the Instagram stratosphere. He's triggered by everything lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he just did his iconic, historic collaboration with uh, Gap X, Yeezy X, Balenciaga. This is a big deal because Balenciaga, for most regular people like us, Balenciaga is just not something we will ever have. The price point? astronomical but for them to partner with Yeezy through Gap like his Gap collection the prices are still high but like they're like cute crop tops and sweaters and things are like more in the realm of like between I think like 150 was the cheapest thing I think I saw and then up to like maybe 400 ish dollars which like compared to like just one Balenciaga piece (laughs) sorry that's usually your thing um, it's just like a little more affordable, so it's a big deal to like say that you got a piece from this like cool collaboration. So you would think Kanye would be like, oh, I'm the man, I did that, cool, cool, cool. He's fucking posting about telling his fans like spam Pete's Instagram, comment find God or skeet, which I still don't know what the fuck skeet means. 
To Kanye, it's an insult. I don't really understand. Kanye is Skeet Ulrich from Riverdale, and he's so hot. Uh, when I hear Skeet, I think like Skeeter, like Jizz. Oh, Bunny's friend? Oh, no, Jizz. I was thinking I mean, like, ah, oh, Skeet Skeet, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? So people flood his comments with Fine God and Skeet, and now Pete has deleted his Instagram again. This is where I have an issue. Kanye then posts a screenshot of an article that's like, Pete deletes his Instagram. He's like, haha, I ran Pete off Instagram. Tell your mother your name is Skeet from now on, like I win. Some stupid shit. And he thinks it's funny, he thinks it's cute, whatever. Here's my issue. Kanye has been posting, you guys can't keep calling me crazy. This is gaslighting. This is mean. Like, I do have a mental disorder, but that does not mean that everything I have to say is to be dismissed. Like, my feelings are still valid. Like, you don't treat people with mental, like, illness this way. They're not just throwaway people. You shouldn't do this. This is why people kill themselves. Like, this is fucked up. I'm going to change the narrative here. But it's okay when you do it. Like, Pete has been very vocal about his mental health struggles and why he wasn't on social media in the first place. And for you to purposely send your fans to do something like that, it's just like... He's he's off his rocker. You can't, on one hand, ask, like, yes, I am a person with mental health issues, but please respect me. Don't dismiss me and don't make fun of me. Don't put me down. Yeah. And then put someone else down and then celebrate that they had to take a break from, like, pain you're causing them. Yeah. That's fucked up. And so now also Kim has filed again, begging the judge, like, this is causing so much mental distress. You have to see what Kanye's doing on social media. Like, this is not good. He's, like, spreading lies. He's harassing my boyfriend. This is not good for our kids, our co-parenting relationship. Like, he will not sign the divorce papers. Please, I'm, like, literally begging. I want to be declared legally single. I want to be free from this. So... Fingers crossed it all works out for Kim. I'm honestly so, so, so over Kanye West. And I know that I have my own bias. I grew up in a home full of domestic violence. And so, like, people are like, oh, ha, 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 ski. Like, Kanye, Team Kanye. It's not funny. Like, these things are what happens. Like, I've lived it. It's not funny. It's funny. It's like, oh, my God, he's being so dramatic until it's scary. And, like, Kanye is very open about being bipolar and not taking his meds. So he hasn't done anything yet. God forbid it gets there, but like everyone's going to do the thing if it gets there. Like if Kim gets hurt, if Kanye, God forbid, hurts himself or ends up in the hospital or Pete gets hurt, then everyone's going to be like, Oh my God. And it's like, no, you guys are beating it, following him and liking the post and sharing the post and like laughing at it. Like you're feeding into it. So if you're Team Kanye, I just, you know, I'm not your mom. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, like, maybe reevaluate. Because this is, like, how women end up hurt. So, just, that's just my two cents. Speaking of women being hurt, Sam Hunt cheated on his pregnant wife that he already cheated on before. Oh, my God. So, if you're not into country music gossip, this is why I don't know how to help you. 
I think you just have to suffer. Shoot, I didn't know he cheated on her. Okay. I was going to be like, oh, now he can date Ingrid Andrews. Oh, uh, well, he's a cheater boy. He's a cheater boy. So, Sam Hunt, very, oh, very hot. That is what makes it hard. Like, I, if I was strolling around Nashville and he was like, hey, what's up? Oh. I'd be like, yes. He's like, I know it's late, but I know you pick it up. I'd be like, there is a fuzz hanging off of your nail, and it's driving me crazy. Get it? Make a wish foundation? No, don't. It's going to go straight in your drink. <laughs> so, Sam Hunt, if you don't know, look it up so then you do know, because I'd lick him like a popsicle. That sounded like real gross and sexual. I just meant like, oh my god, he is a tall, cute treat. Oh my god. But he cheated on his wife, and then he made an album, I guess. I didn't really listen to his last album. It was fine. But apparently all the songs are about, like, wanting her back. And so then they did get back together because they were, like, separated. Then they did get back together, and now she's pregnant. But she just filed for divorce. And she's, her reason was she wrote infidelity. Not irreconcilable differences. Not like you think he cheated again, or it's just that one? No, they he had to because they already broke up. The timeline is they got married. At some oh. point, they were—I mean, they weren't divorced, but they were separated. Which is also why people think he got that DUI. That one time he was going through it because they were broken up because he cheated on her. Then he made an album about oh, "I'm so sorry, I love her so much, I want my baby back." Ooh, ooh, ooh. They oh, get back together. They do that. We do that. <laughs> <laughs> Chilies taste so fine. All I ever want to make it mine. Chilies! You remember when I'm saying that? Yeah, they were in those boxes. Yeah. God, I love childhood. But then he made the album about wanting her back, and she was like, I mean, if he looks like that, he sounds like that, he makes an album all about how much he loves you, I would fall for it too. They get back together. She's pregnant. She's thinking, ooh, 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 happily ever after. Still a cheater, so she filed for divorce. Which, like, why the fuck? Shoot. You know, like, do you think why? Secret? <gasps> They've been doing stuff. Yeah. Maybe they were doing stuff. I mean, you know, not that I condone that. I'm busy thinking about boys. Insane. I don't, I'm not condoning. If, if it was her, I'm not like, oh, good, good job, but also. I'm not saying it's okay, but I think I get it. Because he looks like that. Yeah, and like singing with people together. And then there's like, so I'm just imagining it's like this. Uh, like if a man that looks like Sam Hunt is singing and he's this close to you. And then like starts to just lean in a little bit. I don't know that I would be like, no. Yeah, well, you know I would. Especially if you're singing. What did you say? I would not move away. Oh. I just wanted to confirm. So yeah, he's gonna be single, and honestly, um, ready to mingle. If you need a chest to cry on, I'm available, but I will not be your girlfriend because I know you're a cheater. But like, if you want to just cry right here, here, or a little, little further south, yeah, <gasps> that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna tell him no. Okay, and then the last one is like there was a weird Queen Elizabeth death scare. Um. So Hollywood Unlocked posted that the queen was dead. And not like 
speculation, maybe there are loose reports. Like, they said she was dead. The Post literally said Queen Elizabeth II found dead. That's it. Then, of course, they wrote all this stuff in the bottom. They were like, more info to come. And I was like, I texted Maddie, and I was like, oh, my God, the Queen died. What? And I was like, all upset. And she was like, oh, my God. So then I was like, okay, well, we have to post something because it's the Queen. Like, this is a big deal. Like, this is... Yeah. But then I was like, actually, I'm not seeing anywhere else say that. Like, E! News, TMZ, the Royal Verified Accounts. Like, nobody's saying anything. So I was like, well, maybe she's not. So like, let's let's hold off. Then the Royals put out a post, like a, you know, a formal decree, if you will. And I was like, know. she's not dead. She has COVID, but she's not dead. I don't know why they said that. She's having a tough time. She's got minor symptoms. How did Grand get co? I don't know. I don't know. But they were like, I mean, she's having a tough time. She's old. She's cold. She's old. She's but it's not old. bad, and she's not dead. So I don't know why people are saying that. Well, and then you would think that Hollywood Unlocked, people are commenting on the post, like, delete this. But they did. It's still not deleted. And then they doubled down. They posted another thing, and they were like, no. The royals are scrambling to present it in a better way. They're upset that the story leaked before they were ready. The queen is dead. But, like, now, they ne- the royals never responded to that. And Hollywood Unlocked didn't take the post down. So. Well, I will tell. And I so she's I, okay. Just, I hope she's okay. I think to post that somebody is dead if they're not dead is fucked up. But I have been watching The Crown. I kind of took a break from it because I was watching a, too many things at once. And The Crown is like one of the, it's very serious. Like you have to pay attention to the details. I love it. Great show. But now because I'm watching that, no, I'm, I'm not watching it. I was watching it. I have taken a break. But now my brain's kind of spiraling like, what if she really is dead and they just didn't want us to know yet for some reason? Because they have, like, you know, the royals are going through so much drama lately with, yeah. like, so many, you know, the scandal of it all. It's like, maybe she really could be gone already and they just, like, weren't ready to say it yet for whatever yeah. reason. Because in the early episodes of The Crown, they talk about Queen Elizabeth's dad, what, who is it? I don't know, King George maybe, I don't know, that could be wrong, I forget. But, like, he was doing really, really badly health-wise, and they very much were telling everyone, like, I don't know why people keep saying that, he's fine. But he was, like, literally had emergency surgery to remove a lung and was, like, coughing up blood, like, he was not fine, and they were, like, yeah, they were, like, no, he's fine, he's fine, but he wasn't. But he was, like, in life-saving surgery, like, could be dead any second, and they were like, there's nothing to worry about. The king is just resting. Forever. But and, but he didn't die. But then he was like, you know, post-surgery, he was okay, but not great. It was basically like, the doctor saved him and was like, well, I saved him, but it is a matter of time. Like, the other love is also fucked up, so he's out of here. And then they were all just like, back to your regular schedule of duties. Until he actually did die. Like, they're secretive, and they control the narrative. So, like, it's not that far-fetched that she could be dead, and they just 
don't didn't want it to come out in that way, so they're going to wait until they have control of like you know, like no, I hate to I just I hope she's not dead, but me too. If she is and they didn't tell us yet, that like is very much a thing that could happen. So Time will tell. Time will tell. But like it always does. Long live the queen, literally. I think that she's great. She is a feminist icon. Especially after watching The Crown. Like I she might not be the greatest. She does some shisty stuff, I guess. I just haven't seen it yet. But like feminist icon. Queen. Literally. Alright, so this what? I almost swallowed the ice cube. Like, I almost swallowed it. Would you have done CPR? Um, I think it would have melted. It's hot inside. You don't care about it. I care about you. I know that that small piece of ice would have melted quicker than I would have. Quicklier? Yeah. Alright, you do it. No. Okay. (laughs) So, this week, we have a guest. And we, the episode is called Free Your Mind because I think everyone needs a good emotional outlet. Like, I know, I feel like almost everyone is, like, trying to write a book or trying to do something Mm -hmm. creative just to get the the wheels turning. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I have notebooks with random stuff written in them. I have a bunch of notes in my phone. I'm writing a book right now. It's, and even if nothing ever comes of any of anything that anybody's doing it's an emotional outlet and it prevents you from keeping everything inside and crying in mariana's parking lot oh sorry not even in the parking lot in aisle seven aisle seven and then the parking lot like sobbing yeah you have to get it out you have to get it out um (laughs) that's not what we're doing (laughs) no no no, but we have a guest and he is like a self-published author and we artiste, artiste, handy with the brush. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm gonna actually apologize in advance because I don't know what was happening to my brain in this interview, but I, it's much. I hardly say anything. I don't know what's going on, which so. is crazy because it's literally her friend. And having him on the show was her idea. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, nothing, I, I don't know what happened to me. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's a great interview. I think everyone's really going to like it. And we'll be Love right back. back. Okay, everyone, we are back with our guest. This is Jonathan. My friend, not Bree's friend. <laughs> we played uh, beach volleyball together. Yeah, apparently she told Bree nothing about me. So. Nothing. Yeah, so we're going to start it with, I need to know all about you. So, um, how old are you? Damn, yeah, right, right yeah, to it. Right. right to it. 31, if anyone asks, I'm 30. Oh, <laughs> you lie. I like to be 30, yeah. Dirty, flirty, and thriving. Okay, and what do you do? Uh, so I do financial due diligence for mergers and acquisitions. That's why I couldn't tell you what <laughs> So, like, for example, when company A buys company B, they'll hire me beforehand to make sure how much they should buy before. 
if they want Cool. So I still kind of don't really know what that means, but I used to work at the mall, <laughs> and so I used to sell things. I feel like is that the same? Yeah. So you know, you know Michael Kors, the brand. Yes. So, so like a couple years ago, they bought Versace for like thirty million or whatever, thirty billion. So to figure out how much they bought them, they should buy them for. They hired me, and I told them, "Hey, they're worth ten billion." And then they decide if they what they want to pay. Those were words I understand. Okay, that makes sense. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so you're not originally from here, right? Born and raised in New York. And what brought you here? Um, so my mother was raised and grew up in, in Puerto Rico, and then you know made her own way in New York. So since high school, I kind of wanted to leave the nest to make my own way. And I didn't want to do New York City because I felt like I'd be kind of just relying on them for things. And I came here for work one day, and I was like, oh, this place is dope. And it gave me the city vibe, so that's pretty much why I'm here. That's such a good story. And I thought there was Puerto Ricans here, and there's not. They're just like in the burbs somewhere. I was just going to say, I feel like there are a lot of Puerto Rican people here. I've met five, and I've been here for six years. So basically, I meet one Puerto Rican a year. <laughs> Did you meet your one for this year? If you no, didn't, <laughs> I can count a little bit. Not really, but my dad's Habsy. Habsy? So you're what, a quarter? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is your first year for the for year. The year. <laughs> you hit your quota. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. I think I have a Puerto Rican friend. I'll, no, I'll connect you. No, we can't say names all the time. Because we almost got sued one time, so now we just don't say names at all. Because it's too scary. Yeah, it's I have PTSD. I don't want to get into it. It was messed up. It was so messed up. Okay, so we have Jonathan on today because he's an author. And he does math things and also is an author. So, man of many hats. Yeah. So, and volleyball players. (laughs) So, tell us about your new... Let's start with the newest book. Tell us a little bit about it. If you had to sum it up in a cute little blurb. It's a book about happy poetry and love. So it's supposed to kind of give you a roller coaster of all the emotions of like love brings. Okay, that feels better. When you said it's a book of happy poetry, I was like, I feel like there was some other feelings in there. That's because like all my poetry is really sad. So I try to make a book that's happy. I feel like the roller coaster thing you've definitely accomplished. We felt a lot. Some of them we went back, we. And I so, don't feel anything. Yeah, like some of them we like went back and read them again. We were like, oh wait, what? Yeah. Or like it was over and we would just be like, do you think he's okay? Did you guys leave a review? No, no but we will. We will. We what will. does L-V-S-E mean? Love is. Oh. So it's like a play on letters. I see it. Okay, so was the book about one relationship or like a series of just dating experiences? I would say of experiences, not specifically dating. There's like a couple of poems I wrote that have nothing to do with like a specific person or like an experience of dating, but something that everyone can relate to. Yeah. Like one of the poems red-handed, like guy, girl, single, you know, taken, married for ages, like, everyone can relate to that poem. 
So it's it's a mix of that. I would say there's definitely some people in there. But, um, yeah. Well, I I was like I bet you it's all one girl, but he didn't want to make her feel bad, so he just threw in a few different names. Like you weren't that bad. Someone yeah. Someone asked me that once if it's all about one girl, but then some of the poems are about from a girl's point of view. Yeah, we those were the ones we had to read over because, like, all of a sudden the pronouns switched, and we were like, "Wait." Yeah, so gotta keep the reader guessing. <laughs> Definitely did. I feel like each one had like such a different vibe. So, how long did it take you to write this book? Like, did you just sit down, like, oh, "I have some shit to say," or was it like over time you just like wrote things and then? Smushed it all into one pretty project. A little bit. This one I had a specific theme, which made it a little bit more difficult to write about. Because, um, mm. like, sometimes I'll have a thought or a good poem idea, and I'll just jot it down. But then it didn't go with the theme. So um, then it was, like, useless. So, I mean, I, I don't really recall the time frame. So I'd like to say, like, maybe six months. Oh, six, yeah, six months to a year. Because the time I wrote the very, very first poem was a very long time from when I wrote the last one. So, like, that was probably, like, a year apart, maybe some more. Okay. So then I had, like, five, but then I put it down and then picked it back up. So it wasn't like I had dedicated time to doing, like, one book. It was kind of spaced out. That's why I say six months, because maybe I wrote, like, 20 poems in one month, and then I wrote five in, like, four, so... Yeah. So, like, what's your creative process here? Like, are you planning to, like, drop all the math stuff and just be, like, painter, author, man? Or is this just, like, I have a good idea, I jot it down, and then once I have a bunch, and if it's the theme and it all feels nice, I'm going to put out a book. Like, do you plan to? Yes and no. Uh, just because I think I'm still figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And if I'm any good or not. So, like, some people will tell me I'm good or they'll like specific poems. Uh, so that's very inspiring or mm-hmm. helping to pursue this more. Um, but there's also a lot that goes into it. You need, like, there's, like, a lot of po- politics. And, yeah. Right? So I haven't got there yet where I want to, like, really push it. But, um, uh, Poetry Foundation building opens in April, so I'm really hoping that when that opens up, that will kind of give me some avenues. I'm trying to do something a little bit more with it. Yeah. So, what? tell everyone, what's the name of your first book? My first book is Directions from a Lost Compass. Oh, what? You're keeping secrets from us? So, I wrote two books with a co-author, um, oh. Jana, Jana Lynn. So, the first one was Directions from a Lost Compass. And then the second one was 11 Missed Calls, which I think is, like, really good if you, like, it's, it's, like, sad. So, and then the third one is Playboy Diary, which that was solely written by me. And then Love Is, which was written by me. So, yeah. How long did you take between Playboy Diaries and Love Is? It was a while. I can't, I don't remember. I don't recall. So you put the pen down. <laughs> Playboy Diary, I was really, like... Going through something. Playboy Diary was very easy to write. It's very easy to write. 
And it wasn't that I was going through something. It was just, I was like, a lot of ideas were just coming together so easily. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a he poetry book rather than a she poetry book. So, yeah. which it's, it's more common in the market to have a she poetry book. So I kind of wanted to do that too. Yeah. Not to like generalized but I feel like poetry is such a female based sure. genre yeah. like I can only think of I know that guy what's his name R.H. Allen Poe Manny <laughs> <laughs> <It's real school. laughs> I mean yeah but that's not what I was gonna say also Edgar Allan Poe writes like scary stories so I thought he wrote poems well, yeah, I think he has some are poems I think yeah, yeah. But there's that guy everyone's always sharing on Instagram, um, R.H. Sims, Sims, whatever. Sims? Um, actually, I'm, I, there's, yeah, I don't know the names, but I know there's a couple. Cause, but I feel like yeah. choosing the genre of poetry mm-hmm. was interesting to me. I also felt like it was very interesting to read about dating from the male perspective, and it wasn't like women do this, it was just like, this is how I feel, this thing is happening. So, from your perspective, what do you think is, like, a difference in how men approach relationships? Okay, I don't want to speak for all men. I don't want to speak for all women. Yeah, but just I'll like, just say from my experience, yeah. there, it's, like, emotion versus, versus logic. So, if a situation occurs, I think it's very easy for women to make decisions off of emotion rather than logic. And like I said, I'm not speaking for all men, but yeah. my experience, you know, we tend to use logic more than emotion. So that's where sometimes the disconnect is at. Um, not saying one is better than the other, but in certain situations it definitely can be. And, uh, you know, because I think that's kind of where, like... Like, I was thinking about it as a woman. I was like, if I read this and I knew, like, I dated this man and this could potentially be influenced by something I did or said, I'd be like, huh. Yeah. It's so funny how, like, celebrities and artists and other have a life like this, where they do this thing and they have a sniffing other. Because, like... There has to be some line where they know they're doing their artsy yeah. thing without being like personal towards them. I was like, that would hurt my feelings. Like, I can't remember which one specifically. Oh, it was the one uh, where you said, nothing you say is funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> specifically that line, I was like, imagine a man saying that about you, like, nothing you say is funny. Oh, well, the one I was like, like, I feel like you're lying. <laughs> Do you? I mean, some people just are not funny, and that sucks, but they're not. But, like, everyone thinks they're funny. True. Like, if I told you you weren't funny, that hurts. That does hurt. That hurts. And And I there's something else. The ones where you write it, and you have to read it backwards. Can I ask you a question? Did you get that the first time? No. We fully read it there, and then I was like... No, actually, let me elaborate we read it through, you know, the regular way, and I I was reading it out loud, and I was like, I kept stopping, and I was like, is he talking about himself? Like, this doesn't seem at all like the person I've met a few times. 
and then you get to the end, and we figured it out after a little discussion, like, oh, also, if you didn't give us a clue that there are poems you have to read backwards, I don't think we would have. I think we would have. How many times did you read it before you got it? Let's be honest. It's okay. We read it twice, and then we were like, oh. That's good. Okay. Now, I've had a, I had a couple people who never got it. I had to tell them. Well, we're kind of more intellectual than I, I would agree. Well, we also had a dude. I didn't have that. He said there's... Well, he said, I don't want to give it away after. True, true. I, yeah, maybe, I'll say we figured it out on our own the second time. That's fair. But, do you, did you think it was hard, was it scary to, like, write about yourself in that way? Well, I think when you, for that, for that first poem, I think it kind of sets the tone for the whole book. Because you talk about yourself one way, and you talk about yourself completely other way, you have the same words. So it kind of questions how you read it the first way. And so the answer is no, because I think, like, the second, when you read it backwards. Yeah, well, when we read it the first time, I was like, man, he's a good faker. I would have never guessed. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of my, well, I don't know. I have too many favorites. I, I, but, I like, one of your favorites. I really, I really like, yeah, I really like that one, at least for that one. I think that was, I think, one of my favorites. Just one, because it was like, you have to think. There was another one we wrote down. I forgot what it was. Oh, shoot. I didn't bring my notebook. Um, there, we did write down another one that was really good. We'll see about that. That's really encouraging. I'm glad you uh, we'll it. remember that when we put it in the review. Yeah. Because <laughs> we wrote it down. I was like, oh, wait. Write that down. That's good. Um, I think, the okay, so that poem, you talk about yourself pretty critically the first way. And I was like, ooh, I didn't get that bad after talking to you, but I feel like women, not all, I don't want to overgeneralize, but I know when I go out to a bar and I see a man that, like, presents himself a certain way or is, like, a certain, um, I don't know how nice way to say it, on a scale of looks, <laughs> on a scale of, like, looks, right, like, I feel like you have to weigh in the outfit and the demeanor and then, like, also on the scale of looks where his face is. And that determines if I think he's mean or not. And when I met you, I was like, what? That's like, like you that have the best. No. Just I was like, uh, he's, like, very handsome and also, like, lots of jewelry and very well-dressed. And I just, is he going to be nice to us? I literally told Manny, I was like, well, I know he's going to be nice to you because you know him, but, like, is he going to be nice to us, too? Because, you know, some guys aren't, like, when they're such a, I don't know the word. What was your first impression? You were topless on the beach. <laughs> and me and my sister were walking up. It's, like, the first day, so nobody knows anybody. And I was, like, okay, no, 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 no. no. This guy thinks that he's, like, just God's best creation. <laughs> but then you started talking, and I was, like, oh. Yeah, it was like an immediate switch. So do you feel like people approach you with that in mind? Like, is that part of what influenced how you wrote, like, oh, I look like this player? Uh, yeah, because no matter what you're saying with the jewelry or the outfit, I learned that, I'll, give the, I'll tell the story, that no matter what I dress or however I come off, it's going to happen where I'm going to get that perception. So I worked at the Waldorf Story part-time. 
and I'm and I I'm, I'm working in the men's locker room, so I'm wearing just basic black shirt, basic black pants. Um, you know, you can't wear jewelry. I think maybe I have my earrings, but that's it. And I remember one of the managers coming to me and was like, "Oh, you know, Anna thinks you're like this player." You go, why? Why would she think that? And uh, yeah, and then she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, just you know how you carry yourself. And I go, I'm like I'm Waldorf Astoria, so I'm not wearing like nice clothes. I tell her these two words, like "Good morning," and I'm going on break because I have to ask her if I go on break. So how could she have this idea of me without yeah. even not talking to me? And it's and it's not how I'm dressed, right? So yeah. it's just. My face. That's how she made that judgment. Yeah. I think I was thinking about it because after we read it, I was like, that was crazy. I stopped, I think, maybe two times to be like, why saying that? But you do have a look about you that I was like, Maddie, here for a shirt, just like, is hooking up with any girl he wants always. But then when you like speak, it's like, you obviously are not the kind of person to just like. I'm like my voice too. That probably plays a part. Well, also, you just said really nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, like, a deep voice or anything, so it's just, after you start talking, it's like, oh, okay, he's not. Did you ever, like, try to practice and make it deeper? Okay. No. <laughs> I accepted the way it was, so. Just, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. I feel like I used to work with a guy who, like, very much was pretending to have a different voice. You can, you can definitely make it like <laughs> I'm like, it's that's too much effort. Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to have, like, when I worked at the mall, there was a loss prevention guy who always would, like, when he was talking to the women in the store, like, make his voice different. And I'm like, we know. Yeah, we know what you're doing. We know that's not real. So do you think that's, like, do you have any reservations when you're, like, approaching a woman that you're interested in or, like, you're at a bar and you want to, like, go talk to a girl? Do you feel nervous? Like, oh, I'm going to walk over there and you yeah, that was an immediate no. No, yeah. I'm pretty good at being myself. So, if it's like coming up to her and being silly or coming up to her with whatever I'm wearing, because um, it's like, either you like me or you don't. And me, to... me being different, like, it's just delaying the inevitable. I'm not going to be interested in being someone else. Yeah. Oh my god, you shaved your beard. I know, you guys didn't even say anything. <gasps> wow! I didn't think that you looked different. <laughs> I did it for this, and you guys didn't even notice. You did? Which is crazy that I didn't notice, because yeah. when we saw you at the bar last, I literally said, his face. I didn't even say hi to you. It just was like, oh my god, look at his face. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> well, thanks. Well, that's another thing about women. Women don't notice. <laughs> just <laughs> Well, my hair is different, and you didn't notice, so... Yeah, you got a cut. Yeah. Trim, sorry, whatever. I took out my extension, so kind of. It te- technically was a haircut, because I did shed quite a bit. I didn't know you had extensions, so... Oof, that's why it's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like the next question is a little silly, but I really, truly do need to know. So you know how Beyonce has different... Are you familiar with Beyonce? Of course. Does he look under a rock? I know. I just I'm just literally saying nothing worth saying. <laughs> you have all the words that are good, and I was me this whole time. My dream job was to be um, Juliana Rancic's 
position on A, so I'll just be really good at this. Part. You would be good at that. Yeah. I saw her. Her and her husband own RPM. If you don't watch E, you might you're familiar with RPM. I am, I am. Her and her husband own those, and I was there for my birthday once, and she was there, and I cried. You talked to her? Yeah, she said hi to me. And then I was too scared to, well, I said hi to her. But then this other girl walked up to their table, which I was, like, not going to be rude and go up to her table while they're having dinner. I walked past her table to go to the bathroom, and she saw me staring, and I was like, oh, my God, hi, sorry. And she's like, hi. And I was like, okay, great, best birthday ever. <laughs> and this other girl runs up to her table and was like, oh, my God, Juliana, I'm so sorry to interrupt. It's my birthday. Can I get a picture? You're and her, I swear to God, her and Bill, her husband, got up and just, like, were so gracious and took a picture with this girl. And I was like, I could have been you. I could have been what you. What the fuck? I was literally angry <laughs> the rest of dinner. I was like, why didn't I just? But Because I have tact, and I would never interrupt her dinner because she is a person first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what about Beyonce? Right. <laughs> we got on a weird I, tangent. I know, I know okay, so you know how she put out an album as Sasha Fierce, and it was like a completely different vibe than her regular Beyonce vibe. Is that why you have so many different names? Because, well, tell everyone, the book, you sign it. So my author name is E.J. Tiago. Which is? Where'd that come from? You just made it up. Yeah, I'll just leave that there. That's a little that's a little private. Just because there's like intangibles in play with that. So I I liked how some authors didn't use their full name. Yeah. Because I think Jonathan Santiago sounds kinda lame. And EJ Tiago sounds better. Oh I didn't know your last name because we're strangers. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. told you that. Yes. <laughs> You said that's his last name. I said, yeah. My nickname since high school has been Poppy. Like, Poppy, Pop, Papa Lava Duta, any variation of Pap, whatever. So, there's this movie called... Uh, people call you Pap? Yeah. So I'm like, where do people do that? <laughs> 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 and then, like, black people go, yo, Pop. And I'll be like, yo, Poppy. So, just all the same thing. Okay. And then, so, okay, so EJ Tiago is for books. Jonathan is just our buddy. Pop is for all the people. Where did Moondog come from? Or is it- nah, there's this movie. I, I can't recall the name. It's like, I think it's called Beach Bum or something like that. It's with actually Matthew McConaughey. Oh, great, great person. I'm going to say, it's not a really great movie. Like, there's no, like, plot or theme. Like, True. at the very end, you're just kind of like, what did I just watch for two hours? But Matthew McConaughey in the in the movie is a poet. He's also, like, a drunk who, like, parties and is homeless, but has, a, has like, a wife who's, like, rich. So he's, like, he's just, like, floating along. But he's this really good poet. And so I added Moondog to, like, the last part of my name, Poppy Moondog, because, uh, you know, people might see me, like, going out drinking or, like, on the boat. Or, like, they'll see what they want to see, like, partying, but they don't know there's, like, more to the surface. Ah. And uh, it's – I felt like when I saw that movie, I was like, I really like 
right like that, uh, that perception. But uh, that was why I had the, that third name officially. Sounds stupid, but it sounds cool. I don't know that I would say it sounds stupid, but I was like, are these all different personas? Like when he's just Jonathan that's like regular every day, and then when he's Poppy Moondog, it's this other vibe. I think Poppy Moondog is the more informal version of EJ Tiago. EJ Tiago's holding the glass of wine. Poppy Moondog is like taking shots. Okay, I can get down with that. Um, I don't know if I have any other questions. Do you have any to say? <laughs> There's nothing happening inside my brain right now. Um, you there? I wish I that you watched so. SpongeBob because he's wearing a SpongeBob. I understand that that is SpongeBob. And, well, I, I watched that on Saturday. I watched that episode where he's like going to bring the pizza far away. A pizza delivery episode? Yeah. Uh, episode. Good one. Yeah. But there's an episode of Spongebob where they're like trying to make the Krusty Krab fancier and they tell Spongebob just delete everything from your brain <laughs> and then he literally can't say anything unless it has to do with like fine dining. <laughs> yeah. And I wish you knew because it's like there's a scene of like literally like mini Spongebob's in his head deleting like burning everything in his brain. Yeah, that happened to me today. Which is crazy because this is your friend and yeah. I talked the whole time. But I feel like now, if someone's like, oh, is Jonathan your friend? I'm going to say yes. I'm like, no, we're actually not even strangers anymore. I know all three virgins of him. Virgins? Virgins. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Okay, so right now, the poem writing is just like, an emotional outlet, or is it eventually like a goal at the end? It's definitely a goal. My goal is to see someone post my poetry somewhere random. Like, and I, are you ever gonna go to like a poetry slam? Or do you read really out to you, If you if you if you find one, let me know because I'll be there. Right. There was uh, it was one in Atlanta, and Did you go? I was there by accident. Wow. I, I, I was going to perform, but I had to leave, so it didn't work out. I like signed up and everything. But um, I really do want to, you know, I do want to go. I might be able to put you in the right hands. When I went to ISU, very briefly, but I went to <laughs> the one year. Okay. Completed the year, but then I got out of there. But I used to go to open mics every night. There was like a... I don't know, one of the frats, like, one of the black frats hosted a, you, like, pay, like, five bucks, and then it went to, like, charity or something, and it was, like, this open mic night every week, and it was so fun, and so I feel like I know a bunch of people, oh, thanks, in this, they all live in, <laughs> in this, uh, they all live in Chicago still, and they, like, do little events sometimes, they're not huge, but I think great networking opportunity for you and you can go read your poem forwards and backwards. Yeah. If you were going to choose one to read, which one would it be? Like on the spot, if we're not going to, but if you had to read one right now, what is it? Um, my peace poem, probably. Is that that one? Yeah. That's that's probably. Oh my god. Also, all the art in here, did you make all of it? Yes. So, I'm actually going to redo that one. But uh, this one, that Janice, one? I did, and the ones in my bedroom, I did. I don't know if you guys seen them or no, but 
Um, I could never imagine, like, I wrote songs in high school, but I would never, ever, ever sing them in front of anybody ever. I think it sounds so scary. Have you made any more recently? I've written, like, little blurbs, but not, like, full songs. But Have you sung those blurbs? No. <laughs> well, I think, if, I think if you just start out with that. that. Much. Like I was just at <laughs> You're um, Maddie's muse when she wrote Uncut Jams. I just kidding. I don't even set them to music. I literally just write stuff down and then I never look at it again because it's scary. So at this point, you're a poet too because you're not singing them. You're just writing them. Well, that's the difference that she has the ability to do that. I can't. I can't sing them. And but mine is very like first chorus, first chorus, like. Yeah, but you always have those songs that are one-offs where it's just singing. It might be just like a minute or a snippet or whatever, but. Oh my god, like the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that'd be. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> that song is filthy. They will take the episode down. Shoot, I had a good question, and I started talking about the weekend, and my mind went somewhere else. So you don't want to do anything with those blurbs? I don't know. I'm scared. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that went from I don't know test. Yeah, do you ever get nervous that, like, I don't know, not that your friends would make fun of you. Actually, I don't know any of your friends. They might, they might be mean people. But, like, do you ever get nervous thinking about, like, oh, someone might read that and then they just know a little too much about me and then that's, like, yeah. You always have that fear. Like this, I have some coworkers that follow snacks, and then, like, in a work email, we're like, oh my god, I listened to your podcast this weekend, by the way. So funny. And I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> don't. Ever. Don't, don't talk to me about it. Yeah, um, I, I, I do, because uh, to actually read a poem, like, you actually have to read it. Like, you, it's not just like, you skim through it and like, oh, it's yeah. good or not? Because it takes some thought involved. That's why I asked you guys like, how many times did it take it? So, so I say my friends aren't like readers or anything, um, but like I know my mom isn't. Like she wouldn't get poetry like in the yeah. face. So like she might, but she but she'll pick out a word or two and then say, oh, so what? This happened and right, that'd be a little bit more uh, personal, but you know. Yeah, because some of your poems are pretty personal. Like, some of them, we were reading them, and I was, like, reading out loud, and like, oh. But, yeah, that's why some of them aren't really, like, about me. So, it kind of gives me that, like, cushion. Yeah, you're like, it's just about experiences that yeah. I've so, like, had or heard about. Or... Yeah, like, you know, like, if you read, like, the my first two books are, like, shorter. But if you like reads a few poems, I don't want to ruin the poem, but it basically said I had a family, right? I don't have a family. I mean, like, I have a wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> Here in our family. Which I low-key just read, ruined the poem, because, like, you don't, you can't figure that out unless you read it, like, five times. But, yeah, like, I don't have a wife and kid, but I did write a poem about that. That's why I like rappers like J. Cole, like, he can write about anything. So, yeah. not just himself. So I try and do that. Is he also from New York? Yeah, he's from, Shoot. He's from Carol, Carolina. 
Oh wait, I think I knew that. Doesn't he have an album that says that? He does. I'm hip. Um, so you self-published your books? Yes, I did. Was that a tough process? Um, I wouldn't say it's tough, but there's definitely some things you need to learn. So there was a learning curve for the first two that Mm -hmm. I probably didn't really get. I didn't really understand until the last one. Love is. So... I can't believe we asked you all about just for anyone watching we really kind of bullied him at a bar one night and we were like asking about his books because you don't like talk about it a ton yeah like I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like I didn't know until like a couple weeks ago, Maddie was like, Jonathan just put out a new book. We should read it and talk to him on the pod about it. And I was like, oh, he wrote a book? And she was like, yeah, he just, a new one. And I was like, so there's more than one? And now we're talking today, and there's more than two? Yeah, it's, but it's probably like with everything I do, like these paintings or um, my poetry or the shirts I made, I guess I do a lot of things, but I don't, I'm not trying to advertise it as in, like, I'm doing it. I'm just trying to, like, just try to do it and be yeah. in the background so no one knows me. So that's part of the reason for the DJT too. Uh, so do you sell paintings also? Like, say if someone is watching this and they're like, I mean, I can only see the bottom third, but that looks cool as fuck. The bottom <laughs> third looks really cool. Not the not the whole painting, just the bottom. Well, that's <laughs> all they can see. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good, though. And it's, so what if someone watches and they're like, oh, my God, put me in touch with your friend. I want to commission an art. Yeah, piece. so, yeah, there's a there's a page I'm working on. So it's a little shop. A man of many hats. Yeah, it's, it's called 518 Studio. So you guys should actually follow me like that because I'm trying to get approved for shopping. Hello. Tell I'm them. telling you guys because you didn't even leave a review for the book. Well, we will. <laughs> That's like my most difficult thing to do okay. is make people don't leave reviews. Okay, it so helps with, you know. I got you. Ready? Okay, and so we will, when we post the episode, you'll find it in the show notes, also the YouTube notes, and then we'll put it in the caption as well. We'll put a link to the book. Where can they buy it? On Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> We're all friends here. Um... So we'll put like his Instagram, the art Instagram, all the things. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's like trying to keep it a secret, we will not. Do you want to tell them what your handles are or no? Uh, my Instagram handle is 518Z underscore Mario. So 518's Mario. What? Is that an area code? That's where I'm from. So, I'm from 847. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I started, so I started doing the Drake. Before he became popular, like, like on his YouTube days. Oh, wow. And he used to he used to do the thing October's very own. So I'm five one eight's very own. That's why. Cool. That's, I get it. I see it. I wish that I had a cool. Me too. Eight four seven is not cool. Exactly. No. Also, I have a boy phone number, so at least you would 
You know, some things are just like inherently cute and girly or boy. I gotta look at it closer and see. Yeah, what tells you about it right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, and we will be right back with our bachelor recap. Okay, we are back to talk about the bachelor. It, I think it was the best episode. Actually, yeah, I did that face, but this was some good shit. It was a really good episode. Um, the whole time so, I was like, <gasps> you know, yeah. There was a lot that happened. It's like I mean, it, on a minimal scale. Yeah, Teddy's hair was straight that one time. Oh yeah, which was like I saw it and was like, wow. Yeah, and she's it's really gorgeous. Funny either. to like see the trajectory of my tweets because it starts with it's not like Sarah asked to go on another one on one. Well, because that's the thing about Sarah is like she fucked herself and not the fun kind. Like. <laughs> She was in a position of, like, had she just played it cool? She took it too far. Had she just played it cool, it's like, these bitches are jealous, and they just have to eat it. Oh, yeah, what's that thing that's, like, stayed long enough to watch yourself become the villain? Yeah, yeah. She fully was, like, like, she was in a spot where, like, the girls are jealous, rightfully so, because I did have another one-on-one thing, because we do have such a great connection, you didn't need to then go home and embellish and rub it in everybody's face yeah. and, like, grab them by the ponytail. I literally would have just gone to bed with my rose. Like, you didn't need to go do the rub it in. I would have just been like, haha, you tried to get me sent home, and I'm back in this bitch with a rose after my second one-on-one. That is punishment enough. That, yeah. Um, and then Mara, you know, Mara, that was just fucking crazy. She was... I think that she it was, was, it was never going like, to happen. She was just yeah. like... Also, the lesson there about Mara is like, when you're insecure about your stature with a man, because maybe there's another woman, where like clearly in this situation there is. You're on The Bachelor. Like, there's clearly there's other women. If you're feeling insecure, the best route is to just eat it. Own it. Be like, you know what? I'm shaking in my boots. I haven't had time with him. Now Sarah gets a second one-on-one. Like, I'm feeling nervous about my place in this house. That is going Don't to be so much more well-received than you being, like, all the time. Like, yeah. like, oh, she sucks. She's so young, and she's not the one. And what? This is why I'm better, and she's not going to be a wife. And I cook, and I clean. Like, he's not looking for a fucking nanny. Yeah. He's looking for a wife. He is. I'm here. <laughs> and so she just made herself look so bad. Yeah. And now it's like, Sarah looks bad, but we are still, just to be clear, we're still Wait, not Team Mara. Smash or pass, Clayton? Smash? Okay. I don't want him to talk. No. Yeah. But okay. Smash? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'll sit on that big-ass uh, job. Also, it's so funny, he those little <laughs> firefly things. I just feel like he didn't do that. I just wanted to be known that I think he didn't do that. The man can't even dress himself. You think he put together something cute? No. He didn't do that. Oh, man. All right. So, Mara goes home. Thank God. Um, oh, but it was crazy that she was like, your, your, your confidence is getting a little sloppy. I would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I would have been like, okay, and you look like a villain. And your insecurity is a little sloppy. Yeah. Like, your insecurity shine, babe. 
That's what I would have said. That's another thing about Sarah. It's like, if you're going to go there, go there. Harder, yeah. It's like, um, you're being a pussy. Both of you. <laughs> um, Genevieve. Oh, man. She truly is even worse than me on the feeling spectrum. Her face is like that emoji that's like, the eyes are two straight lines, and then the mouth is also a straight line. That is her. Yeah. Oh, the shopping date is so fucking cringy, and she's like acting like he paid for all this stuff. He didn't pay oh for shit. Oh my god, he flattered me. He's like lavish, lavish, and crying. Like, oh. I just have never felt so special. Like, but that red dress, she looked really good in that. It was a beautiful dress. Um, it was beautiful. Like that day, sure, it was beautiful, but like. And then that man was like, I love you. The piano guy? Yeah, I felt very uncomfortable. Oh, it was so I actually weird. felt uncomfortable as soon as he started singing, and then it just, like, never got better. Yeah. It was bad. Um, and then they go Where to are they? Croatia. Croatia. And then they do the, the therapy thing. Okay. The therapy thing. There are mixed reviews on it. I just feel like they don't show so much of the TV of, of like what actually goes yeah. on there. Like and the then like Clayton was wasn't cool, saying anything. Yeah, that's what was weird. Like, like it the literally just looked like was he was cool. like, "Here, honey, let's go to therapy because you're fucking crazy." <laughs> Can you talk to her? <laughs> yeah. Um. So and, I, and I love like, that. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, no," and she was like, "And I feel like this isn't." I want she to literally was like that. She's like, yeah, I do it. <laughs> that would be me. Like, as soon as they walked in and that was announced of the day, she was like, I had about. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the and therapist then... called out Sarah without calling her out. Yeah. She was like, and then Sarah was like, but also it was weird that uh, to find out that Sarah would like kiss and tell. That was gross. Um, and then her and Clay. Gabby, yeah, I just love Gabby. <laughs> She's so just to herself always. People think it. that she might be the next Bachelorette if she doesn't win. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, oh my god. And the best part of the season thus far is when he said, I just feel like you're fake crying right now. And I loved it. Because she was, was like, she said, I said no more tears left to cry. And he's like, you literally stared at her. And he's like, like yes. this dope bitch. Yeah. Because she literally was like, <clears throat> here's the thing. I understand. I've put myself in some situations where like, the only way out is to be dramatic, like, about how sad you are. Like, you just got to be a little more upset than you actually are, or it's just going to go badly. Like, the whole talk is going to go badly. But you can't hit this move until there's actually tears. Yeah. And normally the anxiety of, like, being confronted, like, Clayton was like, hey, she said that somebody was performative, and I talked to everybody, and they said they think it's you. <laughs> So the anxiety of that alone would have made me maybe actually on. cry. You know, I was like, oh my god, he's mad at me. Tears and like, no, I love you so much. What? But she's like this. <clears throat> I'm just like, really? I don't understand why the girls hate me. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. 
the best moment is she's like, I nothing changed until this week. I had the second one on one, and they are so jealous of me, and I'm the bad guy. And then Clayton goes, "Tell me, you think I'm pretending?" I feel like you're fake crying. Oh, like she clearly was because she just stopped. She, she was like, stop. "Well, this week was just like really stressful. And I just like feel like I don't have any more tears to cry." It's like, then don't pretend like you do. Then stop. Because, like, when you're crying and your face does this thing, it's all very involuntary. The quivering lip, the downturned. If anyone could choose what they looked like when they cried, we would all be cute. We There would be no Kim Kardashian ugly crying memes if we had control. So, like, the fact that she just was like, oh, you what? Yeah. Oh, my God, there's an eyelash in my eye, so let's just finish this. So, I... Really thought he was going to keep Teddy and get rid of Gabby. But there's always one they keep on so they can fuck and it was Gabby. Well, yeah, because Teddy's a virgin. And as much as it would have been nice, I'm sure, for him to fuck a We've virgin. We've never had a virgin bachelorette. Yeah, but she's so young. Well, also, a virgin bachelorette, like, I just feel like it has such potential uh, to get creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. they're going to put out a casting call, and then at a certain point, the contestants do know who the bachelorette is, and then you're going to get weirdos. Yeah. All right. Well, the season's almost over. Thank God. We have our final four. It's Gabby, Rachel, Serene, and Susie. And we will be live tweeting on Monday at snacks underscore in the city. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore snacks in the city. You can follow us on YouTube, snacks in the city. And our personal handles on all platforms are at Maddie Brissetto and at Brianna underscore Irene. And with that, snacks out.